Hey everyone, just a quick note before we dive in on this episode. This one is the final episode in this Advent series, and I don't know about you, but it's been another incredible season, and this episode is the perfect way to cap it off. We put together a special end-of-season webpage that we'd love for you to check out. Just head to trcnyc.org slash thanks for listening. You can give us your feedback. You can support the show with a donation. You can download all of your favorite graphics from the season. You know, those quotes we've been posting from each episode on social media. We're giving them to you nice and easy so you can change your phone background or text one to your mom or something. So head over to trcnyc.org slash thanks for listening. But first, listen to this episode because it's a really good one. Here it is. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, watching over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom God favors. For unto you is born a Savior. Savior may well be the most ubiquitous term that Christians use to describe Jesus. This is especially true in Western Christianity and Protestant churches in particular, where the emphasis on Jesus as the one who saves us from sin and death is the primary focus of preaching and piety. Whether one prays before a crucifix, recites vows of baptism and confirmation, goes forward for an altar call, or falls to the floor with ecstatic utterance, Jesus saves is the central and continued meaning of his work for both individual Christians and for the life of the world. enough, Savior, that word, appears only twice in the Gospels to describe Jesus. Once is in the Gospel of John in chapter 4, when the neighbors of a Samaritan woman proclaim, indeed, this is the Savior of the world. And the other time is here, Christmas Eve, Luke chapter 2. Unto you is born a Savior. Other titles for Jesus, like teacher or rabbi, appear far more frequently in the Gospels. And then additional theological titles, like Christ, the Anointed One, or Lord, also appear more prevalently. If, however, you ask a random Christian who Jesus is, I am willing to bet 
that a person on the street will answer, Jesus is my savior. That would probably be the top reply. I confess, savior was not a term I typically heard as a child. Although I suspect the Methodist clergy and the churches where I grew up would not be glad to hear me say that. Other than the lyrics of beautiful Wesley hymns, ours was not a congregation that spoke easily of Jesus as Savior. Instead, we talked of Jesus as our friend and teacher, the one who inspired us to goodness and love of neighbor. My first recollection of hearing Jesus called Savior comes from a much more mundane source than church. Charlie Brown Christmas, the classic holiday cartoon which first aired on television in 1965. That year, I was six, my little brother four, and my sister a baby still. We gathered around a brand new color television, tuned to CBS, and watched. Charlie Brown, no one could remember the true meaning of Christmas. He was so depressed. And at the climax of the show, he cried out in frustration. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? His friend Linus stepped on stage and recited Luke 2. Behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. I remember hearing those words, and I looked over to the manger scene, one that my parents had only recently purchased from Sears and Roebuck. We had set it up in the living room. Mary, in her blue cloak, was on her knees, kneeling reverently toward her infant son as he lay on a cradle of straw. The baby Jesus, that's the Savior? How could that baby be Christ the Lord? I don't think I am the first person who ever wondered stuff like that. This baby? A savior? Surely, this was something I did not understand. My family did not talk this way. I don't remember my church teaching it quite that starkly. When I was growing up, many people would have shied away from expressing such religious sentiment, other from the pulpit or at Sunday school. Certainly not on CBS. I had no idea what I needed to be saved from, and I had no clue what this meant. But it was a mysterious-sounding word, haunting even. I liked it. Savior. Somehow, deep within, I understood what Linus was saying, that this was the true meaning of Christmas born this day 
a Savior, born to Mary, born into each heart. Many years later, I would learn that the word salvation comes from the Latin word salvus. We often think of saved as being rescued, Jesus in a sense, like a pilot who comes over in a helicopter and picks us up out of our sins and takes us to heaven. But when it comes to Jesus as Savior, that popular conception of Jesus snatching believers from the peril of hell, it seems somehow inadequate. It does not wrap its arms around the mystery of for unto us this day was born in the city of David a Savior. Salvus originally referred to being made whole, to be uninjured, safe, or in good health. Salvus was not about being taken out of this life. It was about this life being healed. In this sense, Salvus perfectly describes the biblical vision of God's justice and mercy, peace and well-being, comfort and equanimity. This is the dream of a saved earth where oppression ends, mercy reigns, violence ceases to exist, and all live under their own vine and fig tree. Jesus, the Savior, is the one who brings this dream to reality, peacemaker, light of justice, all-encompassing love, the word from the beginning, the good physician. Jesus saves in all these ways and more. Today, take a moment and think of the word Savior. Savor it. Let it roll around on your tongue. Taste its goodness. Imagine how and where Salvus has appeared in your own life. For Jesus is indeed a personal Savior. But then stand back for a moment and hear the angels singing. For Jesus heals not only us as individuals, but this day a Savior has been born. One who will heal the world from all its ills. Merry Christmas. Thanks again for listening to Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement. This episode was written and recorded by our good friend Diana Butler-Bass. 
Diana is a church historian, a public theologian, an author, a speaker, and so much more. And in addition to her regular email newsletter and ongoing theological commentary on Twitter, are you subscribed and following those? Diana is currently working on a book about Jesus. Hey, that's a good topic. And it's going to be published by Harper One in January of 2021. So mark your calendar and keep your eye out to pre-order this one. I don't know what it's called yet, but just look for her name and something about Jesus, probably. And in the meantime, pick up her latest multi-award winning book, Grateful, The Subversive Practice of Giving Thanks. You can find out more about all of her books and where to follow her online at her website, dianabutlerbass.com. And if you're not already, you should probably sign up for Riverside's email newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those places. We're not on TikTok, at least not yet, but uh, who knows? You can find links to all these things on that fancy new thank you page I told you about in the intro, trcnyc.org slash thanks for listening. Okay, it's not too fancy, but if you want to get more connected with Riverside or give us your feedback or make a donation to help support this show, it's all right there. Well, maybe it is pretty fancy after all. And stay tuned because this show will be back for season six, starting February 26, 2020, with daily episodes throughout the season of Lent. Each one an invitation to be still and go.